Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Organize Your Stuff. Thank you so much for listening today. And I want to just say a quick thank you. I hope you can feel me sending this awesome appreciation out to the universe right to you to thank you for listening to all these episodes that I've been putting out there. I've been learning and trying to figure it out along the way. And I just appreciate that you guys keep coming back to listening to the next episode. I'm feeling that love and I hope you can feel it back. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. After listening uh, last week, or whenever you listen to it, to the last episode about dealing with your incoming snail mail, I hope you were able to learn how to reduce everything to the bare minimum and have the important papers filed using your simple, broad categories. So now let's take a look at doing the same thing for your email. Again, it's best to just cut down on how many newsletters you're getting in the first place. Um, if you're using your personal email address for getting those newsletters, you need to be really careful how many newsletters you're getting on. And if you use Gmail, it's already separating out a lot of the junk mail that may be coming into you, especially those advertisements, all those promotions that seem to just get blasted to our inboxes. But Gmail really does a great job of sorting all of that out so it's not actually in your main inbox. But if any of the junk mail does slip through those filters, you probably have a spam button that you can just hit when you see something that you really don't want to see, and then it'll stop coming in. But if you use different emails other than Gmail, um, you'll have to figure out whether you have that as well. Not all of them make it easy to find those spam buttons, but if you can't find it or you can't figure out how to do it, then just create a rule so that it will automatically send those annoying emails straight to trash or wherever you want it to go. Um, so don't ever use the unsubscribe button from spam mail or junk mail that you didn't sign up for. If it's a business that you know uh, is something like JCPenney's or you know, a big business, Talbot's, Target, and they're sending you emails and you want to unsubscribe, that's totally safe. It won't trigger more junk mail. But if you are getting random junk mail hitting your inbox and you didn't sign up to get it, that's spam. And if you hit unsubscribe, it will actually cause an avalanche of more junk mail coming into your inbox because they've now figured out that you have a live email account that they can start sending to. So instead of hitting unsubscribe, you can create a rule for just sending that email from your inbox directly into a spam folder or trash, and you'll never have to worry about seeing it in your inbox, cluttering up your inbox. So that's a great solution. So I highly recommend that you do that. If you get emails that you wish to keep, such as receipts, newsletters, or information needed for later, then start creating folders for them to be moved into and out of the main inbox. For example, you can create a folder called receipts and then create subfolders for each year that you're in. So every time a receipt comes into your inbox, you can just easily move that receipt into the appropriate folder for the year. For newsletters, if you prefer not to have them come directly into your inbox, go ahead and make a rule for them to go directly to the folder you've created. And then you can go in there and read them whenever you're ready. 
If you subscribe to multiple newsletters, create a subject folder called Newsletters with subfolders for each separate one if you want to keep them separated. You could just have them all go straight into the newsletter folder and that's totally fine as long as you don't get too many. But before you go to the trouble of actually creating all these folders or subfolders, you should definitely make sure that you are actually really still interested in the information and that you really actually intend to read those newsletters. If they're just coming in and sitting there for months and months at a time and you never actually go into the folder to read any of it, maybe you want to just hit unsubscribe to those particular newsletters and have less hanging over you, making you feel guilty that you're not reading it because a lot of times all that unread mail can just become a burden and make you feel stressed out that you're not handling enough or you're not reading everything that you're getting. It's okay to say, you know, I'm just not interested in it anymore and I'm just going to let it go and unsubscribe. And then you can delete all of the past ones from that folder and you'll feel so much better. You won't have that glaring, you know, number of 20 unread emails in each folder glaring at you when you're looking in your email. Creating folders and rules will save you so much grief by preventing too much clutter landing in your inbox. And remember to use a separate email address for online ordering so that your personal email is not filled with spam. When you do get spam coming into your personal inbox, be sure to mark it as spam or create a rule for it to go to the trash depending on which email platform you're using. If you get emails that you know will need a response, Try not to open it until you're ready to actually respond so that it isn't getting lost in the inbox and forgotten. So it'll show up as bold, but once you read an email, it will kind of lose the boldness. And so you tend to get those emails lost with all the other opened emails unless you're really good about deleting right away. So try not to open it, but if you do open it, you can always click on the little box to make it look like it was unread. And then that'll make it stand out more amongst the sea of other emails that you may have in your inbox. Of course, all email platforms have ways to mark emails as important, but that can also quickly become unmanageable. So be sure you're using it judiciously. Not everything is important. And make sure that after you have read those important emails that you make decisions with them. Are they actions that you need to take on them? Do they need to be added to a calendar or to-do list? a follow-up email or a phone call. So think about why you're keeping it, why is it starred, and once you've handled it, then make a decision again about what to do with the email now that you've taken the action step for it. So you wanna be sure that you are deleting or archiving emails that are no longer needed in your inbox once they are read. When you archive emails that you want to save just in case you might need it someday, then you can use the search feature to find what you need when that someday comes about. So if the email contains information about a meeting, immediately go ahead and put the pertinent information into your calendar. If it's an email requiring delayed follow-up, put that on a task list or add that to your calendar where you will have the appropriate block of time to pull together necessary information or be on a call. And when in doubt about what to do with an email, then simply archive it and it will be there when you use the search feature if you were to ever need it. Quick ways to add these to-dos or tasks to your calendar or on a task list in Gmail is to click on the three vertical dots in the header of your open email. Just make the decision then and there what to do with your email, whether you're going to delete it, archive it, add it to a to-do list, add it to a calendar, or respond right away with a phone call or another email. It's always best to handle something that requires a response right away if it can be handled in less than five minutes so that it doesn't sit in your inbox and become clutter or forgotten. 
if it will require more time to respond, then go ahead and add it to your task list. That way you have another place for the information to remind you that you have to follow up. If you pay for Google's business email called G Suite, which is only $6 a month, you get access to a boatload of options for add-ons that integrate with G Suite, such as a variety of CRMs to choose from, Dropbox, Zoom, Trello, Hello Sign, and too many other things to even mention. So consider that as an option if you have a small business to run or just a really big busy family and need more productivity tools to keep you on top of your tasks. One of my favorite features is the meeting scheduler that integrates with Google Calendar. Instead of the usual back and forth emails trying to coordinate meetings while waiting to schedule other things, you can send an email with available times you are open for a meeting on your calendar. All the recipient needs to do is click on the link, then choose the option that works for their schedule. Another great feature is that from your email, you can add a task to the built-in task list. The G Suite built-in task list also allows you to set a time you intend to work on it and plops it right into your calendar, so no excuses for forgetting to do a task. It allows the user to set the event to repeat, which is great in case you don't get to it that day for whatever reason, or maybe you have reoccurring tasks that you don't want to forget or accidentally schedule other things during that time. So that's a great use of the task list. It's just another great way to use technology to keep you on task. Seriously, G Suite is really robust. I used to pay for a business Yahoo email account and it did not give users anything at all other than the ability to use their business name for an email address. I get that with G Suite as well as a host of other great tools to help me get things done. G Suite is truly worth that $6 a month and I know I haven't even begun to tap into the full potential yet. I'm just sort of scraping the surface at this point and what I've talked about in this particular podcast. I'm not an affiliate of G Suite. I just think that it has a lot of fantastic features and can support a small business or a really busy family without breaking the bank. So I definitely encourage you to check it out or maybe do a trial 30 days and see if it would be good for you guys because it's got a lot of really nice bells and whistles and it's not going to break the bank. Okay, well, that's it for today. And I hope these tips for organizing email help you have less clutter in your inbox. Now get in there and start deleting, 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 archiving, 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 and making lots of folders for the important things. Okay, good luck. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized, but maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below, and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.